had you said a few years ago, you'll have a year where Black Friday is down, but the overall holiday season is up, we would have been like, oh my God, that's crazy. Whereas I think that's going to be the defining factor of this holiday season. Welcome to Deconstruct, a podcast by The Real Deal. I'm your host, Isabella Farr, and today's episode is a holiday special. We're talking about retail. Between the pandemic, supply chain issues, labor shortages, and now a new variant, this shopping season is somehow stranger than the last. What reporter Susanna Cavanaugh wants to know is despite the obstacles, are commercial storefronts still seeing demand? I mean, I guess the starting point is that one of the losers was Black Friday itself. This is Ethan Chernovsky. He's the vice president of marketing at Placer, which is a company that tracks foot traffic. What that means in like the simplest terms, if you think that people vote with their feet, we're showing you how they vote across the country to retail locations throughout the United States. He chatted with The Real Deal's retail reporter, Sasha Jones, about retail's less than impressive performance on Black Friday. We've always kind of looked at Black Friday as the main part of the retail season. And even this year, it was still the main day. And I think when we look back at the holiday season in its entirety, we're going to see that it was still the biggest day. But it wasn't the same level of peak that we had seen in the past. You know, 2020 is a weird comparison. 2019 is generally a better one. So Black Friday, while still towering over other days in terms of visits, wasn't at the level of Black Friday in 2019. Brands that were able to uh, mitigate those losses and see kind of lower declines. So, you know, Target was down just 3% compared to 2019. But others that are more Black Friday centric, like let's say a Best Buy was down over 20%. Uh, We saw with department stores that many of them were down just under or over 20% compared to 2019 in terms of the visits on that day. So still struggling a bit. Here's Sasha. Yeah, I mean, among those are malls that I noticed. Um, they're still below. They're still below 2019 levels, and usually they would be kind of the place where you'd go for a Black Friday sale. It's interesting because malls did better than we might have expected. So when we talk about those department stores that are down almost 20 percent compared to 2019, and we think how many of them are based in malls, the expectation would then be. Well, malls are probably down a similar amount, right? That 20% range. But what's interesting about the mall, and I think what we're seeing more and more of late, is that it's not just a place to do apparel shopping. It's a place to have this wider experience. So you go, you shop at stores that you like, you know, you take in a movie, you grab lunch, maybe dinner. It's this full day out. And when we looked at malls, we have a mall index that tracks 100 top tier malls throughout the country. And we saw that those visits were only down 8.5% compared to 2019. So it was actually better than many retailers did. And I think a big part of the reason is this wider experience that they can provide. Yeah, it's funny to be talking about, you know, malls on Black Friday, because like, I still went to a mall on Black Friday. (laughs) And it's not the same. I mean, you don't have, you know, people trying to kill each other for these deals. But but it's still, what was the job you know, for you though? But like, why did you go? I had to pick up some like Christmas gifts and I thought like, might as well, if it's not going to be that crazy, I might as well attempt it. And it was, it was okay. We had a sense 
pretty early on heading into the season that we were going to have a slightly diminished Black Friday, but a more widely distributed holiday season. So we know because of labor shortages, supply chain challenges, COVID, a lot of retailers were pushing to have this season extended. So having deals much earlier on, even the ability to make sure you get the product you want before the holidays, which could become more of a problem as you get closer and closer to Christmas. All of that was pushing the season into a more extended fashion. So we're two weeks out from Black Friday at this point, a little bit over. Enough time to take a look at how the holiday season as a whole is shaking out. And the news is pretty good. I think the exciting thing about uh, this holiday season is that we're exceeding 2019 um, levels, right? I think the 8.4 to 10% increase going into this holiday season estimated, that's what's driving a lot of the activity. That's Jamie Brooks. He specializes in retail leasing and investment sales at CBRE. Primarily representing institutional shopping center landlords in the LA County area. And he was joined by Annette Healy. I'm Annette Healy and have been with the retail team in New York City for CBRE since 2000. So this time last year, Things were looking pretty bad for retail. Revenue was way down, stores were closing, and the ones that did manage to maintain their spaces were having a hard time paying rent. This year, clearly, we are in a different world. But I'm wondering what the lingering concerns were among retailers going into the holiday season. The major concern has centered around travel, tourism, and uh, which then took another hit with this new variant. But Delta definitely has had an impact on that and on office population. Particularly in the New York metro area, there has been concern that unless we can get that activity back, and of course with theaters opening up again, that's made a big difference for the sentiment here. I I walked um, up Fifth Ave. I like your coat. Oh, thank you. A couple days ago, and it mm-hmm. seemed like it was pretty busy with tourists. Yeah, I heard. I did, too. I was walking up to a lunch, and it was, you know, it was not jammed. I mean, it used to be that you couldn't even walk up Fifth Avenue once the tree had been lighted and the windows are, are decorated. But there was certainly plenty of traffic and a lot of bags. But in general, because the focus has been on discretionary consumer spending and what those balance sheets look like in the average household, there has been quite a lot of uh, enthusiasm about what holiday sales are going to look like. A part of what Annette is talking about is that many households have more money to spend than they did before the pandemic started. So stimulus checks and extended unemployment benefits went into savings accounts. And I'm not sure that retailers are focusing so much on the breakdown between the channels because they are viewing more and more omni-channel as being critically integrated. And omni-channel means multiple ways to shop. So shopping in the store, shopping online, doing the hybrid buy online, pick up in store. I'd say anecdotally, there's almost been a a boomerang benefit effect to brick and mortar because of the, I wouldn't call it panic buying, but you know, the holiday shopping season has been spread out, really started back in September. Retailers who are concerned about this have been building up inventory, but there has been disruption in some of the online deliveries. So you do find more consumers, including my personal family, my friends, my coworkers, really getting out to stores and making sure that they don't leave anything to chance if you want to get items out by the holidays. So traffic is up in a meaningful way. You know, L.A., we have a very we benefit from a lot of open air shopping centers. So there is an experience that we can benefit from. We're monitoring the new variant. But for the most part, I mean, traffic is healthy. I think I read a statistic 
help me if I'm wrong here, Jamie, but something like the end of October, something like 2 billion requests for items online had just, you know, failed because they just couldn't deliver. So the anxiety about actually having a gift to provide for somebody, especially the children on Christmas Day or Hanukkah, whatever, is is very, very strong. You mentioned Omicron. I, I'm wondering, has that cropped up in the numbers at all? Because that was kind of terrible timing, right? I think we learned about that variant, <laughs> like the day, the day before Black Friday or something along those lines. I don't think it's affected uh, people too much here in New York. I do think people are being a little bit more cautious about masking, but uh, it's very hard to get a reservation at a good restaurant for lunch or dinner at this point. So I'm not seeing uh, too much concern here. I also, I mean, I've heard a bunch about supply chain issues and we touched on that. Also labor shortages, has that affected in-store shopping at all as far as how long retailers can stay open? There is no question, but that the labor shortage has impacted every aspect of all of our lives, really. Do we know yet if it's going to have an impact on sales? Yeah, I think some of the uh, retailers are taking a very proactive approach to this and having salespeople throughout the floor being able to ring up your purchases as opposed to having to go to a cash wrap. So there's been some innovation in anticipation that you you just, with limited supply of talent and sales associates, you cannot have these long lines um, gathering because people will get in that line and say, you know what, I'm not doing this. It's really about the experience, right? If, if you have an enjoyable experience, you're you're likely to come back to that store, not only during the holidays, but beyond. So the retailers who have invested into technology are taking advantage of things like click and collect where they don't have to have people waiting in line and you could buy it online, come pick it up. And honestly, not to name names, which I won't, but there are others who are still behind the curve. And I've walked out of some stores because it's not worth the wait. They're understaffed. Yeah. Even if you can find the inventory, it's just not worth waiting through those lines. So I guess maybe midway through the year. Or so I was reading these stories about smaller businesses that were moving into these storefronts because they were available and the rents were lower. Do we have any numbers on how small businesses are doing, like maybe on Small Business Saturday? In the outlying communities, you know, in Metro New York as opposed to Manhattan, the retail has been surprisingly uh, buoyant as people have been working within their own communities. Unfortunately, a lot of those retailers tend to be actually retailers. They tend to be uh, multi-brand. And so they have a little less influence on the supply chain issues than the big vertical operations. Of the larger retailers who did keep their storefront space, I mean, are they finding that it's worth it, like they're able to cover their rent? Well, I think there's been quite a lot of um, restructuring of rents throughout the country. Um, You know, it it depends on what you're talking about, street, mall, power Mm -hmm. center, you know, uh, but I think that basically the retail numbers are looking good. So I don't uh, I don't think that there's too much restructuring going on now. I think a lot of landlords are saying, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> your numbers are looking way better than you thought. I do a lot of landlord work. So our class A shopping centers, they've done really well. And we haven't had any major tenants in arrears for the most part. Uh, rent has not been an issue in 2021. I mean, I think that retailers have really reassess the importance of the bricks and mortar, brick and mortar structure. And uh, we're going to see a lot of flight to quality to make sure that that experience becomes better and better, which then is going to affect their online business. So I think that uh, there's been a huge wake up call. We're going to see really a 
big resurgence of uh, retail excitement. People forgot in the omni-channel format, you know, brick and mortar does have a role to play in that. And I think what we've experienced is retail one is not dead. Every retailer understands the benefit of having a retail presence in that last mile um, process, whether it's via click and collect. I mean, you see a lot of digital brands right now, ironically, who are trying to expand into brick and mortar locations. So mm. 2022 and beyond, I think you're going to continue to see this kind of convergence of these two, knowing that, you know, brick and mortar and digital, they really need each other and they're not in conflict. So that's something to monitor going forward. Deconstruct airs every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Or you can listen at therealdeal.com. For comments on this episode or on the series, or if you have an idea you'd like to share, feel free to reach me or Susanna at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Your idea could be our next episode. Next week, we're looking at the biggest events, deals, and stories of 2021. Tune in then.